Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, September 12th. Our top story today is that a murder investigation is underway following the death of a man in Maidstone. Lucy joins me now with more on this one. Lucy, what do we know so far? Well, police were called to Lower Boxley Road at about six last night and while the victim was given medical treatment, he couldn't be saved and died at the scene. This morning, he's been named as Matthew Bryant, the landlord at the Heron Hounds as you can see from pictures on the website today, the road was closed outside the pub between Stacey Street and the JNS accessory shop. Several forensic cars and other police vehicles remained there overnight. We've also heard from Sean McPollan, who's in Maidstone this morning. Sean, what's it like there? There was a massive cordon in place last night from around 7pm all the way up along the prison wall. Dozens of police cars, emergency service vehicles. That's a lot quieter this morning. The cordon's been reduced to just outside the pub, so traffic is moving smoothly um, along Live Boxing Road. There's no disruption. Um, there's still two police cars outside, and it looks like there is officers going in and out of the pub, carrying out some sort of investigation works, but it's a lot quieter than last night following the tragic news. And finally, Lucy, have any arrests been made? Yes, a woman who we're told was known to the man is being held on suspicion of murder and an investigation is continuing. Thanks, Lucy. You can keep up to date with the latest developments in this story at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. An Ashford pub landlord's been cleared of trying to kill his wife. Stephen Bangs had always insisted he accidentally stabbed her in the back after tripping over a dog toy. The prosecution had tried to claim the 62-year-old who ran the pheasant in Kennington had deliberately lunged at her, but a jury's found him not guilty of attempted murder. It's emerged a man found dead at a property in Rochester had suffered blunt force trauma to the neck, head and torso. 71-year-old William Rowe had been decorating a customer's home in Mercury close when he was attacked. A 27-year-old has appeared in court charged with murder. A trial date's been set for March next year and he'll enter a plea this November. Bosses at the O2 Academy in Brixton have promised to make the doors more secure as they find to keep the venue open after a deadly crush. 23-year-old security guard Gabby Hutchinson from Gravesend was one of two people killed at the venue last December. A decision on its future is expected to be made later. A man's been taken to hospital after being injured by machinery at a concrete manufacturer in Sittingbourne. Emergency crews were called to the site on Crown Quay Lane earlier this month. A health and safety executive has confirmed it is investigating. Two asylum seekers who were caught on camera attacking French police who were trying to stop them crossing the channel to Kent have been jailed. That's the sound of officers being pelted with rocks and driftwood on a beach near Calais in June. They couldn't stop the small boat from leaving and it was later intercepted in UK waters. The pair have been locked up for a total of 26 months. Kent Online reports. Figures just out show another rise in unemployment in Kent. Around 38,200 people were claiming out-of-work benefits in the county in July. That's an increase of 165 compared to the previous month. 24 Wilco stores, including two in Kent, will close later. Hopes of a last-minute rescue deal collapsed yesterday. Head of the GMB union, Gary Smith, says workers are devastated. Probably about a quarter of the Wilco workers won't even be entitled to redundancy pay. They'll be getting put out of jobs without 
without uh, any redundancy pay because they've got short service with the business. They've got less than two years service. Branches in Tunbridge Wells and Westwood Cross are shutting today with remaining stores going by the end of next week. A Rochester mum is urging new parents to be aware of a rare brain condition that she claims was missed by paternity staff and health visitors. Oliver Catamol was born early via C-section at Medway Maritime. His mum Jessica raised concerns straight away and before they were sent home. She's been chatting to reporter Keely Greenwood. Oliver was born a week um, premature um, when he had his 36-week scan. I was told that Oliver was no longer feeding um, and the placenta had stopped working. So that was already a little bit nerve-wracking that we were going to have to um, have a cesarean and he was going to have to come early because, like I said, he wasn't feeding. Um, so the day he was born, um, it went fine. And when he was put into my arms, um, when we were back on the ward, I remember looking at him and I remember thinking, he's got a funny shaped head. Um, I thought it was it was a little bit abnormal and um, it, it wasn't right. Um, I've, he's got a sister, so I've already got a daughter, so I'd already sort of seen a nice shaped head. Um, so I mentioned it to the um, midwives, as you do, and then the day, the day after, when they say you can go home and obviously uh, the doctors come around and do their checks before we could leave, um, there were, I remember, three of them and they weren't in uniform, so they were obviously quite high up. And um, again, I said, can I just check, is, is his head okay? Um, and they looked at me as if to say, you know, what, what do you mean? And I said, I just feel like it's, it's quite elongated. I said, it looks a bit funny at the back. He said, no, it's absolutely fine. Um, all babies are born with funny shaped heads and you'll find that because he's early um where they prepare themselves to come out of the birth canal um that's all it is but of course he didn't come out of the birth canal because it was a cesarean so if anything he should have had a perfectly rounded head and obviously he didn't then on the day five check when the midwives come out to your home I mentioned it then I said really concerned um you know um, there's something not quite right here he's got he's got a, an elongated head and he has he had quite a bossing forehead, um, so it's coming out quite a lot. And then, as I say, at the back, it was it was almost quite like um, oval shape, um, as opposed to round. And again, they they looked at me as if I was talking a different language. They 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 did sort of laugh and they said, "Babies have funny shaped heads." And I said, "You know," and like I said, when when you laughed at um, as 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 a, a you know a, a new mum. It's not very nice, and and anyone would think I, you know, it was like a funny shape. Hey, what do you mean? And I was just like, oh, I'm just a bit concerned. It's not very round, and they said no, it's fine. So I finally got the. This was now in the February. So bearing in mind, we're coming up to almost a year since Oliver was born. The February, I got a consultation with a paediatrician at Medway Hospital. He took one look at Oliver. He didn't even need to do any scans. He didn't need to even measure it. He took one look. He said he's got sagittal crinostosis. He will need to be referred to either Kings or Great Ormond Street. And can I ask why haven't you got him seen sooner? So, of course, I was like explained everything. Obviously, I got quite emotional trying to hold it back, trying to keep it together. Um, he then said, well, you're too late for the spring assisted surgery. Um, that can only be done up to the age of six months, which I'd already done my research. I knew we were too late. He said, how old is he now? Um, I said, he's 10 months. He said, yeah, you'll, you'll need to have the more invasive method, which is total, they call it CVR, total crenovarial remodeling. 
I didn't worry too much because I knew long term, short term, I knew it was going to be tough. It was going to be a tough week in hospital to follow. It was going to be a tough recovery. But long term, I was thinking this is this is for him. Like his brain can actually grow. It's got the room to grow. You know, I didn't want to get to school or like get into like, I don't know, year three when he's like seven or eight. And they say, actually, he's really behind with his learning. His speech is not there. Do you know, it's the, that, that could be an impact. So... Oh, so it does. It's not just a physical thing. It does actually affect. Yeah, the, yeah. So he's going to be that. under Great Ormond Street care until he's twelve, and they have said it's probably likely he will need a speech therapist. And um, for whatever reason, it does affect their speech. But actually, funny enough, since having the operation, I've noticed his speech has come along. Um, and it could be a coincidence. He's coming. You know, he's two and a half. But actually, he's saying sentences, and I'm thinking, is it is it the fact that. His brain has grown since, he's got some movement, I'm not sure. He was eventually diagnosed with sagittal craniosynostosis 10 months later and had to have invasive surgery. Alison Heron, who is the Director of Midwifery at Medway NHS Foundation Trust, said, We sincerely apologise to Miss Corner for any anxiety and distress she may have experienced. We have fully investigated Miss Corner's concerns and have shared the findings in full with her. As a result of this investigation, we've made changes to improve our midwifery training program and have worked with our midwives to help them reflect on their own practices and to remain vigilant when examining babies. Kent Online reports. A couple from Canterbury say they're being tormented by a mysterious banging noise that's been going on for eight weeks. They're part of a mobile home community on Shalock Road that's disturbed every morning at 4am. They say everyone is suffering. Although no one can provide definite answers, they think it's coming from the nearby industrial estate in Vauxhall Road. Council are investigating. A musician hired to entertain customers at a restaurant in Tunbridge Wells is staging a boycott over bus lane fines. Jamie Gibson was due to play at the Cote Brasserie the last Sunday of every every month but has been handed two £70 fines for stopping to unload his equipment on Mount Pleasant Road. The saxophonist says the bus lane is not properly signposted and he won't be back until the controversial charges are removed. The Kent Online podcast has been told the hard work to support vulnerable young people in Medway doesn't stop despite services being praised by inspectors. Ofsted have rated provisions in the towns as good for the first time ever. Just four years ago they were slammed as inadequate. We've been getting responses from Medway Council Leader Vince May and first opposition spokesman councillor George Perfect. Well, look, it's a great day for Medway and a great day in particular for our young people for the service that they're able to receive. It's a positive report. It makes clear that there's been substantial progress since 2019 under a Conservative administration to transform service with a strong and stable leadership team that are leading a service that is really providing out, out, on the edge of outstanding services for our young people within Medway. So we're really delighted with the report and I'm really delighted to see that the hard work, particularly of our officers and also members of the council, has been recognised today uh, by Ofsted. This is a, an ILAX inspection that was carried out shortly after the last election. It was reflecting the past four years and under the, the, the past four years in the last council cycle, which was led by a Conservative administration, by Alan Jarrett and Josie Arles, who was the lead member for Children's Services, who did a brilliant job in terms of understanding firstly where things went wrong in 2019 but also then building a plan to, and delivering the improvement journey over the past four years in order to get the service to where it is today and it's really testament to the strong political leadership that both Alan and Josie brought over the past four years that we're in this position because in 2019 we were not in this position and we were clear that there were challenges and failures that we needed to address and we got on top of those and over the past four years we've built uh, really at the children's services that we can be proud of with a brilliant and stable officer team 
and are doing a great job every day serving the people of Medway. Good progress has been made in a number of areas. There's still more to be done and we need to be clear on that. Uh, we're not through this yet. There's more progress that needs to be made. Some of those are national challenges as well, certainly around the issue of recruitment and retention. So that we'll pause and celebrate the good progress that's been made today, but we keep going until we get to an outstanding service. That's my ambition for Medway, but I do recognise that will be challenging with both the financial backdrop, but also those issues around recruitment and retention. Ofsted will be back with us next year to see where we've got to uh, in making progress. I, I think for me personally, there's two things we need to do. Firstly, we need to embed the good practice. You know, it's very easy when you get an offset of this nature for people to take their foot off the pedal. We've seen that before uh, with the previous administration when they went from uh, requires improvement back down to inadequate. So first thing we need to embed what we've done. And then secondly, it's about looking where we can make further progress. I say that will be challenging, the financial backdrop we have and some of those issues, national issues with recruitment and retention will make that a challenge. But I know every single member of the team will be working as hard as they can to embed that good practice, but importantly, uh, you know, be ambitious, stretch as far as we can towards that outstanding, which we all want to see ultimately for Medway's most vulnerable young people. You can also watch KMTV's report on this story by clicking on their page on the website. Kent Online reports. You might have heard about these over the summer and we're being urged to keep on the lookout for an insect predator that's causing catastrophic damage to Kent bee populations. An Asian hornet can kill up to 90 honeybees a day and are described as an ecological disaster. Roger Simpson is from Whitstable and Herb Bay Beekeepers. He's been speaking to Dan. Asian hornets, um, clearly as the name suggests, they originate from Asia, um, largely China. They've um, spread in the last few years across continental Europe. Um, they are a not, to us, they are a non-native insect species. They are a predator on all pollinators. This isn't simply a niche problem for those curious fanatical beekeepers. Um, yes, Asian hornets predate on honeybees, but actually they predate on all our native pollinators. So um, unchecked, this becomes a problem for our food supply and therefore food prices and ultimately food security. The sightings and the nests that have been found to date uh, in Kent are primarily in the coastal areas. Um, so that is... Um, Dover, Folkestone, and on the northeast coast around Whitstable. Um, there have been others, other sightings, at least in Canterbury and Ashford. What should people do if they see them? Well, the key point here is that an Asian hornet is, is by regulation, a notifiable pest. Um, the thing to do is to note the location, try to take a photograph if you can, and to notify the authorities that that, that is what you think you've seen. And there is also something that is called the Asian Hornet Watch. Now that's a mobile phone app. And the best thing is to take a picture and send it through on that, on that Asian Hornet uh, Watch app. What that does is it alerts the authorities, that's primarily National Bee Unit, and the National Bee Unit then 
then evaluate whether the alleged sighting is in fact a sighting. And this is the sort of thing that, that really does require public support. Um, the, best, the best possible action is to put traps to catch Asian hornets out and to regularly monitor them. And this is something that the public can get directly involved in. Local action is essential. But if you see an Asian hornet, then everybody's dependent upon you notifying as required. You can see pictures of what they look like on the trending section of Kent Online. Now, this is one of our most read stories on the website today. Plans have been put forward to transform an iconic water tower in Medway. If you've ever driven along the A2 through Gillingham to Raynham, chances are you've seen the large water tower in the large Tesco car park. Well, now the supermarket is looking to repaint it, but it'll be grey rather than the current white. They also want to put fresh branding on the front and back. You can let us know what you think and see pictures of the landmark at at Kent Online. A shrine is being unveiled at a church in Folkestone today to celebrate the life of a 7th century English saint. From tonight, the reliquary in St Mary's and Ian Swift Church will house the remains of St Ian Swift. She's England's earliest verified saint and currently the only verified remains of the Kentish royal dynasty. A £6 million Banksy mural that appeared on the side of a house in Margate has been moved to London for a new exhibition. Valentine's Day Mascara was previously on display at Dreamland. It's expected to return to the venue early next year. And one of the stars of the new series of RuPaul's Drag Race UK is from Kent. 20-year-old Dee Delicious from Tunbridge Wells is friends with previous winner Crystal Versace. Graham Norton and Alan Carr will be judging some of the episodes in Season 5. Kent Online Sports. Kent table tennis star Will Bailey has qualified for next year's Paralympics. He won the European Championship in Sheffield, describing it as one of the toughest matches of his life. The former Strictly star from Tunbridge Wells will be hoping to add another medal to his collection in Paris. That's all from us today. Thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.